Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T minus 37 seconds. The fight is going E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. Ignition sequence. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I am the CEO and president of World Talk Radio, home to the Voice America Talk Radio and TV networks. Joining me, of course, my 13-year colleague, 18-year veteran and vice president of broadcast operations, Mr. Ryan Treasure. Ryan, welcome back. It seems you've been gone forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm real happy to be back. I was out last week when you guys did that amazing show with uh, Kevin Gassman and the Aliens with Gas Crew. But, mm-hmm. you know, here we are back in the mix and always love Fridays to finding a frequency, man. Yeah, I missed you, brother. You know, uh, going back and forth with, with John was fantastic. But, uh, you know, you and I have that certain chemistry. So, yes, last week we had a great show. Uh, Mr. Kevin Gassman, who was not only a sensational engineer, talk show host, uh, but he's also a comedian. So it was really good uh, to talk to Kevin. Uh, he brought a lot of a lot of entertaining uh, education to the table. Yeah, I listened to the show uh, throughout the week, and it was pretty cool to listen to those guys talk about some of the conspiracies and you know some of the different things that Kevin does on the radio show and how they yep. kind of interact with uh, you know the extraterrestrial space and exactly. and of course uh, uh, the the other guests that you had on uh, Alejandro uh, Alejandro, Alejandro yeah, Rojas he, he he was very insightful yeah. as well. Well, he's one of the uh, experts uh, in the field. Uh, of extraterrestrials, UFOs, things of that nature. He does a lot of speaking events around the world. So uh, it was, it was, it was, it was a great show. Myself personally, like I said last week, uh, even from when I was a little kid, I never thought that we were the only living beings in this universe. So. Uh, I don't know your take on that. Well, uh, from a quantum physics standpoint, space-time <laughs> continuum is always going and doesn't ever end. So with that in mind, there's got to be somebody else out there if it yeah, never ends. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> All right. So that was last week's show. If you want to uh, tune into the show or listen to it, go to Finding Your Frequency uh, net. Uh, go to jeffspinard.com, go to Voice America Variety, uh, and go to our host page. Uh, Ryan, we got uh, we got a nice, a good event coming up next week that I think we're going to fit in nicely and that we will be going to. Yeah, I'd love to get out to Anaheim and go check out the uh, podcast movement go. event. Uh, over 2,000 uh, podcasters uh, come together, all the top uh, you know, brands that offer uh, uh, platforms for podcasters as well will be there. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, Voice America needs to be on site as well. There's yes. uh, all, all the big boys are there. Joe Rogan is speaking. Joe Rogan, if you guys don't know, is a top podcast in the country right now. Uh, and so he'll be out there as well kind of talking about what uh, they do to monetize some of their content. And I think it'll be really interesting. It's going to be very educational. You know, Voice America has been uh, in this space for 18 years. We pioneered the live uh, internet linear schedule. Uh, Live to podcast is how we operate. Uh, Ryan and I, we've been doing a show almost a year now. I'm getting close to it. You know, so next month, great. And Ryan's (laughs) now got us all over the place. He's really pushing the show to many different uh, venues. 
Uh, and of course, we work that with all of our hosts as well, so that they get as much exposure as possible. So always working on something to enhance or improve the network and get our hosts the most exposure possible. Yeah, it's really important that you get out there as many places yeah. as you can and syndicate. And, you know, um, I'm finding more places every day. Uh, the more popular they podcasting just, and internet radio becomes, in, right? more, more platforms keep arising in more different places. So um, I was looking at an interesting statistic about podcasts making up like 17% of the digital landscape that's consumed on, on the internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, for it to be 17% is, is huge. huge. I mean, the market is insanely huge. It's a billion-dollar industry. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm just really glad to be a part of it. It as it booms we were like way ahead of the curve yeah, 10 we years ago yep. and so now i think the space is catching up and that's fantastic well this the space is catching up because podcasting is so popular but what i'm hearing now is that podcasting uh is you know can you know that water level has risen and it can only rise so high until you know it kind of levels off so that's where of course the live linear kicks back in yep. because you know real time activity is getting a lot more attention so you know we got the best of yeah, both well worlds, we learned so. that at NAB too because it's yes. funny when you talk to you know uh, television executives um, who run live linear television versus you know on demand or they run a combination of both uh, the ad spend on both sides mm-hmm. is almost equal so it's almost you know uh, those advertisers are are or it's important to advertisers to get people in real time in the live linear, but then also to hit them with on demand. And so I think it's important that you have one without the other. And I was making a comment yesterday to you about, uh, well, you have to create the content at some time. So you can either create it and record it and, you know, Mm -hmm. edit it and post it or just do it live. Sure, exactly. And while we go out to this event next week, uh, we'll be doing, you know, interviews and, you know, getting things pre-recorded. Yep. And we'll implement that into the live show. And, of course, that will all be on demand after. I have a fun little Bluetooth microphone that connects right to my nice. phone. So then we can just run around the event and interview anybody and everybody and then chop that stuff up and yeah. use it in the yeah. show later, which I think will be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to the educational piece. So, you know, that's what we have going on uh, next week. More things in the future. We'll, we'll keep you up to date as to what's happening uh, uh, in the future. Uh, Ryan, anything you want to discuss before we take a short break and bring our sensational guest in? I just want to remind everybody where they can find us. We are all over the internet. Go check out the Finding a Frequency website at findingafrequency.net and of course Twitter at Radio Ryan 1 at Jeff Spinney 2 and all the content is uh, Facebook live stream to our main Voice America fan page, facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio. Go check it out. Coming soon we'll be populating our Google Plus pages as well so really trying to hit the gamut. Check out Finding a Frequency and we'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little 
BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash VA Health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get BetterHelp today at BetterHelp.com forward slash VA Health. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-294. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. 
And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. Welcome back. And we have a very, very special guest with us today, uh, Miss Sharon Lecter. How are you, Sharon? I am fantastic and delighted to be here with Excellent. you. Excellent. We are very happy to have you. Let me give the audience a little background, and then we'll pick it up from there. Uh, Sharon Lecter is internationally recognized as a financial literacy expert and keynote speaker. She is a New York Times bestselling author, successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, licensed CPA, and chartered global management accountant. She is the founder and CEO of Pay Your Family First, a financial education organization providing the tools and mentorship supporting families, women, and entrepreneurs. Sharon has a passion for financial literacy and entrepreneurship to inspiring individuals and businesses for over 30 years. Credited as the genius behind the Rich Dad brand, Sharon is currently partnered with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. As a driving force behind these two mega brands, Sharon has demonstrated her entrepreneurial vision and expertise empowering audiences with messages of hope and prosperity. Sharon is the author of the best-selling books Think and Grow Rich for Women, Outwitting the Devil, Three Feet from Gold, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and 14 other Rich Dad books. Sharon, welcome to the show. <laughs> I could have sat here for days and just kept going. <laughs> it just tells you how old I am. That's <laughs> <laughs> wisdom, wisdom. So, Sharon, finding your frequency, you know, we always kind of start off with the journey as to how you found your frequency. Uh, let's go back to, well, go back to where you want to go back to. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, I'll try and give you the Cliff Notes version, okay. all right? Uh, I was I was the first generation of my family to go to college, so my parents' dream was that their daughters would get a college education. And so I went off and started my career back in the mid-70s um, in Atlanta as a CPA, and the goal was I would be there and get a, become partner and retire and have the good old gold watch, all of mm-hmm. that good stuff. And at the ripe old age of 25, when we knew everything, right? Remember that? Right. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> um, the entrepreneurial bug bit me, and I had a client invite me to go into a business where I would own a piece of the rock. And I said, well, if I'm going to work this hard, I should work for myself, Absolutely. not for someone else, right? It was the worst business decision of my life. <laughs> I got there, and there was all kinds of corruption in this company, and I ran away scared to death. I came back, and the company had been involved with some litigation, and I met one of the attorneys. His name was Michael Lecter, mm, and in okay. two weeks, we'll be celebrating 37 years of marriage. Yeah, so awesome. and Napoleon Hill says, out of every adversity comes a seed of an equal yep. or greater benefit. I got instant feedback, right? I had the wor- It's still the worst business decision of my life, but it was... Um, <laughs> but we, led you to. But led me the best life decision. Yep. So we have to always do- not define ourselves by our mistakes, but mm-hmm. see what doors of opportunity they open. Love it. Got married, had kids, met the inventor of the first talking children's book and helped mm-hmm. grow that business globally time when bookstores were very quiet places. And so it was really a lot of fun. It was books that had the sound strips down the side. So we went that, built that one, nine, 23, almost 52 million in the fourth year when we very sold nice. it. Very nice. That's when we moved here to Arizona. That was 1991. Our oldest son, Philip, um, graduated from high school, went off to college, came home at Christmas and said that told us he was in credit card debt. 
I was pretty mad. Mm. I was mad at him, but more mad at myself. <laughs> and that was December of 1992, and that's really when I dedicated the rest of my career to financial education, mm-hmm. financial literacy. Fast forward a few years, 1996 is when I met Robert Kiyosaki and helped him commercialize the game Cash Flow. Right. And in the process of doing that, so you know, it, he wanted to charge $200 for this game. And I said, we probably should write a brochure that kind of explains the philosophy. Mm -hmm. And so we wrote a little brochure called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Most Uh people don't know that. But it was actually written as a giveaway, not as something that uh, the world would see our brand, not as cash flow, Mm -hmm. but as Rich Dad. So we thought we'd write one book, and then it was so successful, well, maybe we'll do three. So we did the trilogy, Mm -hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cash Flow Quadrant, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing thought that would be you know the journey there but oh no it kept going 15 books later and so 10 years after we joined as partners and I um, led the company as CEO um, we were no longer aligned to what we wanted to do so I made the decision to leave and I tell people sometimes you have to close one door for other doors of opportunity to open and so a few months later I got a call from President Bush asking me to be on the first President's Advisory Council for Financial Literacy and had no idea that was coming. But at the same time, I wouldn't have gotten that call had I still been at Rich Dad. And then two or three months later, I got the phone call from Don Green, the CEO of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. We all know what was happening to the economy in 2008. And so they asked me to help reinvigorate the teachings of Napoleon Hill, and the rest is history. I've been working alongside them as well as my own company, Pay Your Family First, ever since. That is fantastic. In fact, some of this was was news. You know, when you talk about the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series and some of the things that went on, didn't know about that till after, you Mm -hmm. know. And I've known you for a while. I mean, when I personal friends and mm-hmm. call each other, but we have seen each other on occasions mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, did not even know about that until afterwards. But you mentioned financial literacy and family. Uh, I do want to say congratulations to you uh, uh, for being a new grandmother. Thank you. I uh, am absolutely thrilled. <laughs> and we have something for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Jeff oh, made a little stop on his way in this morning. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> A little something uh, for uh, Annalise, right? Annalise Gale. How exciting. Yep, and congratulations to Shelly and Jeff, uh, your daughter. and Love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Good, good. There you go. That's a little something from uh, Voice America. Excellent. Okay. I I can tell you firsthand how much little girls love those bears. (laughs) Yes. I have a four-year-old at home, and uh, she had a little bear when she was born, too. Well, she's still got a big bear that she, had, she uses as she, a chair. She, she, daddy bear? She sits in it and reads in it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, you know, going back to the, uh, the, book, yeah, the book series, uh, you've written so many best-selling books. What is your favorite book that you didn't write? That I didn't write. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, obviously, probably the Bible would have to be the number one from my <laughs> nice. perspective of, of my favorite. Think and Grow Rich, obviously, is, is something that I read when I was 19. I didn't realize the impact it would have on my life until I was in my mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think today it's as valid today as it was, when it was released in 1937. So second to the Bible would be Think and Grow Rich. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Uh, fine. Uh, I noticed that you have an article in a very big, uh, very big magazine, the Oprah Oprah Magazine, and and Fortune. 
Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, it's a huge honor. They reached out to me and said uh, we want to highlight um, women in business in the Phoenix, greater Phoenix area. I think there's three or four of us that they've highlighted. And to provide that kind of opportunity, um, it was wonderful. They want to talk about the work that I've done. Um, make, they titled the article, Making a Difference. And um, it's, it, it was a huge honor and, and to have that. We were on Oprah, the television show, back in 2000 with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So it's kind of, come, we've kind of come full circle. So it's kind of fun. Excellent. Yeah, Oprah's been doing a lot of cool things with the O Network, and uh, we have another show on the network uh, uh, with Andrea Matthews that, you know, they cross-pollinate content for O and, and, and stuff like that. So seeing, you know, this in the magazine uh, for uh, Future and uh, for Oprah, it's, it's really cool and nicely laid out, very well done. I read this as well, and it's, uh, it's very nice. Well, thank you. Yeah. And it's most impressive. I mean, yep. when you're in the bigger magazines, now it's nice to get – any kind of publicity, but when you start hitting Fortune and Oprah Magazine, you know that you've accomplished some greatness in your life, uh, and you have accomplished a lot of greatness, and you continue to to, to strive and move forward. Uh, I think that's so awesome. So, you know, uh, kudos to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about the financial literacy program that you work with. Well, money is a life skill. Yes. I mean, we teach our kids in school about condoms, but we don't teach them about money. And that's something that I've been dedicated to trying to change. Um, here in Arizona, I was successful in getting the law changed um, four years ago so that the high school students have to have personal finance before they graduate from high school. And it's something that has to be done state by state. So I'm supporting other people across the country who are trying to get the same type of legislation passed in their states. And then last year, I was working very closely with Matt Salmon before I retired. Um, and we're still, it hasn't happened yet, but we're still working on a nationwide bill that would require um, anyone getting a student loan because I, I, I truly believe our next financial bubble is the level of student loan debt out there. And I mm -hmm. think if we're going to give somebody money, we should teach them how to use it. So I think that part of the um, process of getting a student loan should be a requirement for some financial education. And that bill, we got partially there last year but with all the other stuff going on um, we're gonna have to re, re give it new life this year so we're looking forward to that right good good so what do you think the most important thing in terms of financial education that a parent can teach their child understanding um, the fact that by the age of three a child knows the difference between a one dollar bill and a twenty dollar bill so they know the spending power absolutely yeah. <laughs> they need the spending power but they they don't understand the earning power and so um, a lot of people say, I don't want to teach my kids about money. I don't want to become greedy. Well, they already do because if they only learn that side of the equation, if they only learn how to spend it, yeah. then it really breeds that entitlement mentality. And so, in fact, I did an interview this morning on allowance. And I say, you know, part of the – I don't want to tell parents how to parent, mm -hmm. but I think allowance can sometimes be a crippling tool because kids put their hand out and expect to get I paid agree. I agree. and so you know i say well instead of yes or no let's talk about responsibilities a child has personal responsibilities they shouldn't be paid an allowance for brushing their teeth or making their bed um, they have family responsibilities so maybe doing the dishes is part of that they shouldn't get paid allowance for that Social responsibilities. Maybe your na neighbor is an old lady that needs help with a trash can. Those are things that we they learn levels of being <laughs> part of a community, whether it just be the family or your local community. And then 
allowing them to identify ways where they can earn money, cleaning out a closet, helping with the garage, going over and above those other categories, give them the opportunity to create that entrepreneurial mindset. And so parents- Absolutely okay. agree with that, wow. Yeah, you, you bring up a really good point. And I, I was telling you earlier, I have a four-year-old. And one of the things that my wife and I started doing from the moment our daughter could tangibly touch anything was, you know, literally put dollar bills in her hands and coins in her hands and just let her, you know, just understand what it was, you know, and not be afraid of anything uh, that comes of, you know, that. And uh, and Jeff, is, uh, Jeff has uh, witnessed a couple times we bring Marley in and, you know, we're like, oh, what, what coin is this? What is this? And she knows all the way from a penny to a quarter what they are and uh, knows, you know, ones, fives, tens, and twenties. Uh, I, I gave her a hundred dollar bill one time and uh, <laughs> she thought it was like a twenty dollar bill. So I had to, you know, we're working on her just kind of identifying and understanding those things. She's but four. Yeah, but I, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying with the, you know, uh, social responsibility and, and the home yeah. home responsibility. You can't pay your kids to do those things because ultimately, how are they ever learned that those things they need to do themselves when right. they're on their own too? You know, not necessarily also the, you know, the uh, psychological component of how they they earn or spend money. You know, it also, I think it does make them maybe a little lazy. <laughs> well, our kids naturally are very curious and creative mm -hmm. when they go to school. You know, the, that curiosity is what creates um, imagination and gets people, you know, thinking of new ways to solve problems. And once they go into public school or even private school, they're taught conformity. And conformity is something that is needed to live appropriately in a sure. community. But you need to balance that with creativity and curiosity. And what happens, I think, is that it, the, the balance gets shifted. People get into a career. They get comfortable. They get mm -hmm. complacent. And all of a sudden, they're not creative. They're not curious. And um, then we have a crisis in our life, and our life gets thrown into chaos. And so how do we get out of that? All of a sudden, at that point in time, we become more curious and creative mm -hmm. again. So if we can keep our children curious and creative, we can build children who are seeking always Absolutely. to create value in life. I love that. And with five kids and 10 grandkids myself, wow. you know, oh, yeah, been up and down the spectrum, you know. Some of the and of course I get into fights with my now ex-wife. I used to get into fights with her uh, because you know money to her was just you know okay. We always got more coming, and I grew up you know learning the lessons from my parents on the value of a dollar and how to earn that dollar and you know think of creative ways you know to make it all possible. So. I love everything you're saying, and I am with you a thousand percent. And financial literacy uh, for the families, I think, is so important. So important. Well, at the end of the day, we're either a master of our money or a slave to it. Yeah. You make the choice. Do you want your children to be masters of their money or slaves? Right. Because whatever you're doing with them today is going to predetermine that because we learn our money habits at home. And so it's very important. And many parents are afraid. They themselves need to learn about money, and so they don't teach their kids because they don't want their children to understand that they have a fault. And so I say, you know, do it together. I have a game called Thrive Time for Teens. It's a great way. keeps it safe. It's not personal. And you can teach kids about the value of money and the life decisions that they make because sure. financial education is a life skill. Once you get, Absolutely. it's a gift of a lifetime. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Ryan, uh, do you want to? Yeah, I was going to ask what kind of advice you would have for someone like me who has a four-year-old um, to to make sure that that doesn't happen. Because I swear that's like my worst fear is my kid growing up being just like this snotty little I've got everything <laughs> I ever wanted in life and doesn't understand what it means to work for a living or any of that kind of stuff. That's I, I would, you, I, buddy. I know, man. I'm trying. To, that's my 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 worst fear for my daughter. Well, I will tell you, my greatest advice to you is the power of the question. Because our children are brilliant, allow yourself to continue to give your child the opportunity to be creative and to think through the answers. Too many times you want to give them the answers. And we have to watch our languaging. Um, Everyone listening to this show or watching it has sometimes said, I can't afford it, or we can't afford it. And that's a negative statement. It closes your brain. You kind of want to shrink when you hear that, right? And so I say, catch yourself. And instead of saying we can't afford it, say, how can we afford it? Oh, that's great. By just asking that question, you expand your brain, you actually induce the entrepreneurial thinking of, and then it also makes you think, do I really want it? Sure. We're about to go through uh, that practice actually right now. Our daughter's kind of in that transitional, you know, she's a toddler, but she thinks she's a big girl, doesn't want to, you know, sleep in the convertible crib kind of thing anymore. And so we're working towards that. She says, I want a new room. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going to have to figure that out and what you want to do and you know show me show her some pictures and she wants this bed and that kind of stuff and I, I know I'm probably giving my four-year-old way too much uh, leeway on what <laughs> she gets to pick out but um, I want her to be happy with what we we put into her room so that way she's comfortable with it but at the same time I'm also trying to teach her that you know just because you want something doesn't mean I run to the store and bring it home right it's you have all of these uh, stuffed animals that you no longer play with so I'm we're taking pictures of all of them and we're putting them up on like offer up and selling some of them and giving some of them away and donating them. So I'm trying to turn it into a, you know, a learning experience with her of, well, hey, you want this? Well, you're not old enough to get a job. I'll get in trouble if I give you one. And uh, then so but how, how can we sell things that you don't want to create capital for you to get it what you want? Sounds like we have somebody for you to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like you're thinking at it very early on, and that's very important because that that makes the, you know that makes a lifetime of difference when you can start thinking about how you can trigger that thinking and let her participate in what toys she's willing to give to other children. Yeah. Not just that the toys have disappeared, but say you know it, we have to make room for new if you want new. So let's see what do you have that we can let some somebody that's less fortunate benefit from. That's great. And yep. build, build in that concept of generosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, listen, let's take a short commercial break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about some of your travels coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, go check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio. And, of course, on our website, findingafrequency.net. And we'll be right back right after these messages with our special guest, Sharon Lecter. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best 
freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save $20 today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And we are here with Sharon Lecter. Sharon... Uh, learned so much already. Uh, you're such a busy uh, professional. Uh, you do a lot of traveling. Uh, you do a lot of speaking events. And, of course, obviously, that's why you're traveling. Uh, <laughs> you've got a hectic schedule. Tell us a little bit about uh, life on the road. Well, I, you, you think about it. I, for the last three years, I kept saying I'm going to back off. I'm going to slow down a little bit. Um, I have failed at that endeavor. Yeah. But part of it is... The opportunity to, um, when I'm invited somewhere, if I can possibly make it happen, I will, because that's my my giving back at this point and trying to support people that are really trying to take their financial lives to the next to the next level. Um, I was just in Vancouver with Action Coach. It was wonderful to talk to their coaches from around the globe. And then um, in a couple of weeks, I head to India. Um, Bangalore will be there. There's an event that's being formed um, called 10X Business Growth, and so I'm looking forward to that. And then I'll be in Chicago for an event called Springboard, um, a woman's event that's being formed by um, Sherry Mackesy. So I'm very excited. She's one of my clients. And then I'm off to, let's see, wherever. I'm going to be in <laughs> right. Canada at the end of September for Event of Champions. In October, I'll be in London for Event of Champions. Mm. And then I'll go from, from there. I'm going to be heading down to Bali and to Malaysia. Oh, that's where we'll meet you, Bali. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and the end of October, actually, before all that, I'll be in um, Austin doing an event called Breakthrough Marketing in Austin, Texas. Excellent. So, yeah. So that's a, that's a quite the hectic schedule. I guess uh, Greta has to handle that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank God for Greta and for Angela because I people call me and say, can we schedule something? I go, nope. I, when I touch my calendar, I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, when you, okay, you're scheduled all over. When you're going to all these places, what your role is to what? You get up on stage and you're talking financial literacy. Um, well, it depends on the event, okay. Jeff. Uh, oftentimes, I'm speaking on entrepreneurship, the essential components of a successful business. Many times, I'm talking about Think and Grow Rich for Women. Okay. Other times, I'm talking about teaching your kids and family finances. But it's primarily entrepreneurship or Think and Grow Rich for Women. The Napoleon Hill concepts are usually yep. the two topics. A lot of times, I talk about <laughs> the current global economic environment and how it's going to impact entrepreneurship. So I go more global in view 
because I do speak so many, you know, so globally, I go around the world. And so when I'm going to Africa, for instance, I make sure I understand what's happening there at that time and how I see that fitting into the global network, global economy. Same thing with India as I'm going to India. I want to make sure that I'm being relevant to the audience that's there. Exactly. Well, that's got to be... well, a challenge, first of all, uh, it's going to keep you keep you feeling pretty good about what you're doing and educated on what's current and what people need to know. Uh, what What's the number one financial mistake that a startup business makes? Well, they don't understand the timing of cash flow. Um, we always hear people don't have enough money when they start out. Well, we really, you know, from a standpoint of building a business today, um, you don't need as much money as you used to. You, you know, the issue is strategic alliances and partnerships. But what happens is people, when they're looking at their financials and they're doing their business plan, they're not thinking about the timing. And so um, you have to buy stuff before you make your product. And then you have to bill your clients when you ship the product. And so there can be anywhere from minimum of 60 to 180 days between when you have to lay out money when you actually receive the right. sales. And that can be managed when you first start up by the right plans. But what happens is when you're hugely successful, that is exponential because all of a sudden you've got tons of orders, but you don't have the cash to build the product. Mm-hmm. And so that happens a lot. I see it so many times when the gr- a huge element of success creates a financial problem for the company. And you know what? I've seen that happen, too, on uh, several occasions. You know, it's a... You know, learning to manage your finances, I think, is so, so crucial in business because, you know, when you have an influx of cash, you know, business is going great, you got money in the bank, things are going good, so you decide to open that checkbook, probably a little more than you you should at times. (laughs) I could say we probably run into that a couple times ourselves. Uh, But again, you know, we'll always recover and come back and, you know, keep paving the way. But I I just, that's one of the big questions I want to ask you. Um, What's next for Sharon Lecter? Well, I'm actually working on three new books right now. One is Magic Key, again, with Greg Reed, who I wrote Three Feet from Gold with. Um, So it's a next generation of people's CEOs who have been very successful talking to them about their personal mantra, their secret sauce, per se. And that one is pretty much done. We're just about ready to um, choose a a publisher for that. And I'm also working on Thinking Grow Rich for the next generation, kind of targeted at those 20, 30-year-olds. And then also Thinking Grow Rich for Kids, which will be more of a graphic novel. And I'm very excited about those because those have been on my back burner for way too long, and I need to get them done. (laughs) You've got time to move them up now? (laughs) Well, I'm taking time. I'm making the time to move them up. That's that's key. you you got to make the time for the right projects. Mm -hmm. And you feel it when it's right. So yeah, I have a, I have a quick question. This is just kind of off the cuff one. I just thought about. I listen to a lot of talk radio, and so when I when I hear about financial stuff, I always think about Dave Ramsey because I listen to a lot of a lot of talk radio. Do you guys have synergies in the way that you think about managing money? And if so, uh, just maybe name one. Well, Dave Ramsey is fantastic. He has a huge following, and I absolutely cult like following. Yeah. yeah, and I absolutely love the fact that it's tied um, and it's it's grown so much through a lot of churches because yeah. you know it, it is that philosophy of giving back and being charitable, but also being a good steward of your money. Mm-hmm. So, a good steward of your spirit, a good steward of your money, and so yes, you know, a lot of the concepts that I teach are very similar to Dave's. We do have some differences. 
places. But at the end of the day, everybody, you know, somebody will find the answer they're seeking from Dave, and I'm thrilled. They may find the answer they're seeking from me. And so, you know, he really, I I would say, is primary focus on personal finance, Mm -hmm. um, where I do a lot of personal financial con- consulting and teaching, but most of mine is related to entrepreneurship and building businesses. Awesome. Well, thanks for answering that. I, mm-hmm. I'm, in my head, I'm like, wait a minute. I wonder, I wonder how they feel about each other. Do they have the same? You I know? have tremendous respect. Yeah. He's built an incredible empire on helping l- millions of people. So how can you criticize that? Yeah, agreed. Can't, yeah. can't, absolutely not. So tell us more about the uh, Pay Your Family First organization, how people can get involved. Oh, absolutely. Um, Everything I'm involved in, lots of different projects, as we've, um, as you've just heard me share. So everything is found on SharonLector.com, um, and it's L-E-C-H-T-E-R. Pay Your Family First is the name of the company that I formed when I left the Rich Dad Organization, 2007. It's the company that coordinates all of our financial education initiatives, our game Thrive Time for Teens. It's the home of all of our events and seminars that we do. Um, whether it be Think Gross for Women or whether it's essential components of a successful business. We have online programming related to Think Gross for Women. We have an online program called The Essential Components of a Successful Business, which I um, which I do with my husband, Michael Lecter, because as I mentioned, we've been married 37 years, and we have also been partners in supporting each other. He's an intellectual property attorney. Mm-hmm. He was the brilliant mind behind licensing um, of the talking books as well as the international licensing strategy behind Rich Dad. So he's still still the smartest man I've ever met and very proud to call him my husband and my dear friend. So um, and so we did this event together, the, the program Essential Components of a Successful Business, because we kind of are yin and yang as it relates sure. to building a business. And so together we kind of form the complete package and bring in other members of our team where we need to. Very nice. Uh, as a team, do you guys travel together, or is he busy doing what he's doing, you're busy doing what you're doing? Or Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> um, oftentimes I travel without him. Oftentimes we travel together. We'll be in India together, and then I will leave him and go to Chicago because it's a woman's event. Okay. And then, so it's... it's so London he'll be going to, right? Yes, Because yeah, yeah. the country or exotic, he's there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I would be too. So. He's also quite protective, so yeah. you know he doesn't want me necessarily traveling areas where he feels I should have protection. As so. Like, like as Bali well should be. Like right. He yeah. definitely <laughs> should take go to Bali with yeah. you because that place yeah. is extremely dangerous. <laughs> 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 yeah, you never know where that sand crab's going to get you. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you know, we've discussed you know a lot of different things, uh, you know, from books to articles. Uh, you do a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the what's what's going on with the podcast, or what do you do on the podcast? The podcast is called Your Money, Your Business, Your Life. Again, because I cover all those categories, and I talk about um, fear, outwitting the devil was all about how to conquer fear. So a lot of it is, you know, what what are you doing to hold yourself back? Um, your money, personal finance, understand the importance of your credit score, understanding the importance of good debt versus bad debt. And then, of course, your business. All of those things work together. I mean, my tagline is, um, you are the CEO of your life. And each and every one of us, people say, well, I'm an employee. I'm not a business owner. Yes, you are. Right. You are a business owner because your personal financial statement is your family business. Yep. And it's not important. You know, it's, it's not as important what you do to make your money. 
It's what you do to keep it. Mm -hmm. And so if you are an employee, great, you have a paycheck. Well, you're supposed to be paying and you're supposed to be working on your employer's business. And then you have to pay your debts. Then what's left is your, you know, is what you use to build your financial health. And my favorite word on earth is assets. And that's what people don't focus on. And that's what they need to focus on. Because assets is what creates financial independence. Agreed. Uh, now you uh, come study this stuff uh, quite often, right? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm not. Uh, uh, you know, I know you're trying to build that family. I'm trying to, you know. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not a. You know, not a master of the space or anything, but you know, I, I I read a lot about finance and read a lot about you know personal finance and those things. And you know, my wife and I are always looking for you know ways outside of you know our work with Voice America where we can you know become even more financially independent. Whether it's you know purchasing a home and renting it out and making a few hundred bucks on that or you know whatever the case may be and uh, but I think sometimes uh, you know you 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 think so hard about building assets and wanting to you know uh, uh, make a difference and be better but I think what you said before is the creme de la creme is uh, saving your money because no matter how much money you make like you know if you make a million bucks it's easy to spend a million bucks but if you make a million bucks but you only spend 10 bucks then I think you know that's really where you know you could build some some serious uh, not serious wealth but that's where you can get some stability anyways uh, by making sure that you uh, stay within your means and don't ever outspend what you bring in and today I think what we have we're entering an epidemic of what we call Henry's and it's high earners not rich yet so people you know <laughs> they're 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 they've not an issue with cash flow they're making a lot of money they have high income high commissions but they're spending it as fast as, or faster than they earn it and so they are in essence living paycheck to paycheck never in history right. have we had so many wealthy people yeah wealthy wealthy income people have zero net worth and so it's very important for them to focus on how to convert that income into assets that are right. long-term yeah, income don't, producers. Don't go spend all your money when you make it. <laughs> Do uh, something I, with it. <laughs> I so you know what you're so right on the money with that. Um, what what advice would you give to somebody? I mean, those are the people you work with, correct? Yes. So what some of the what what would be some advice you would give them without giving you know your consulting away for? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> I you know the. What I will say is what they see everywhere. The issue is what's in their brain that's keeping them from taking action. Yeah, I can show with them how to reduce expenses, how to increase their income. Mm -hmm. The issue is why haven't they done it yet? And what is it that's holding them back? So I would recommend they read Outwitting the Devil because it helps them identify what created those bad habits. Mm -hmm. But also a small thing you can do that isn't usually found in many of the pundits is when you get a, a paycheck that's a raise, or you get a raise, or you get a, uh, a gift, you get a, a, like a one-time, instead of spending it, use that to start building your assets. Yeah. Um, because you, if it's new, then you haven't expanded your, your living expenses to that level yet. So just ignore the fact that it came in and siphon it off into an investment account yeah. and start investing and live on the current funds that you've been living on. Absolutely. If, if somebody was in debt in that circumstance, would you say that they should use that to pay off their debt first, if, yeah. right? If, if they have that, uh, like a bonus check or something like that come in, rather than holding on to that to build assets. But if you're still in debt, pay that off, right? So you're not incurring interest on that debt? Not necessarily. Ah. It, de it depends on the debt. <laughs> okay. It depends on the interest rate of the debt. 
So I have certain debt that I call good debt, mm-hmm. but I every quarter I do a review on my investment account and say what kind of interest am I earning on that, and if it's higher than what I'm paying on the debt, then I'm you know the arbitrage is I'm I'm benefiting from right. that. Ah, if okay. ever the interest on my debt increases to the fact that it's above what I'm earning on the monies I have invested, then I'm going to pay it down. So ah, again, that makes sense. Paying attention and being aware of your family business, which is your balance sheet. Yeah, and I think that what you just mentioned is a little fundamental difference that you have uh, than how Dave Ramsey thinks about certain things because he his answer would have been like, "Oh, pay your debt, pay Pay your debt." He wants you to be. And I have nothing wrong with people who want a debt free. My answer usually. I like your 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 answer is a is a more fundamentally logical answer though. I mean, if you have interest that you're building here and it's not going to you know cause one thing to swing over the other one and you're still able to capitalize on it, then it makes sense to do that. It it totally makes logical, perfect sense. But the bigger answer is, can you still sleep at night? So, you know, some people are so debt averse that they need to pay their debt down because it makes them physically ill to know they have debt. Other people are high risk tolerant and they have carried too much debt. And they're the, you know, and they, that they're the ones I really worry about because they're not paying attention to what happens to us when the economy goes down. Right. So you need to try and think about how can I um, recession and inflation proof my assets so that they're going to be there for me. Uh, you know what? You have to watch the finance. You know, finances are such a. Uh, again, you know, assets is key. Uh, I agree with that 1,000%. They're actually very sexy. Sexy, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I tell it, around the world, everybody yeah. get their assets are sexy. Assets are sexy. There it is. We're going to... You coined that, so right. It, it would, you know, <laughs> assets and, are sexy. It's like if you have, like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I have 14 houses. Those are my assets. You're like, oh, I have one. Well, that is very sexy. <laughs> so yeah, that's Make the cool. fourteen. Well, I have we, my my husband and I have a ranch in, in northern Arizona. It's called CherryCreekLodge.com. A little side there note, you go. but we have about four hundred head of Black Angus cattle. Awesome. Um, and three three hundred and twenty nine plus babies. So, and uh, I always when I post about them, I'll take pictures of them. I say these are my assets. Nice, <laughs> nice. Tasty so assets. is that the, is that the relaxation place yeah. you go to and just unwind and it was my husband's and, dream to have yeah. a survival property it's totally off the grid all solar powered oh. we have our own lake our own well water and it's a little piece of heaven it's actually a dude ranch um, bed right. and breakfast so you can check it out at uh, cherrycreeklodge.com we do mastermind retreats up there and family reunions we do weddings it's a beautiful, so, uh, beautiful cherry piece. creek CherryCreekLodge.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's about three hours outside Phoenix. It's a pretty place. It's just absolutely I've been gorgeous. on the website. I'm going. You know they have all of this about you on Wikipedia? Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm, I'm trying to get ready for the show, and I'm like, let me just read Wikipedia, and then you go on there, and it's like, you know, four pages <laughs> long. It takes you to another Wikipedia page about yeah. that other, you know, about the other different kind of uh, business things that you've done, and then they have their own Wikipedia we page. We sat here for 15 minutes going <laughs> yeah. to Wikipedia, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, yeah. I'm definitely a serial entrepreneur. There's that no doubt about that. you are. Absolutely. That you are. Uh, so, you know, what uh, you've, you're traveling uh, you've got. Are there any books that you're working on right now? 
Yep, the Think and Grow Rich for Kids, Next Generation, and for Think and Grow Rich for um, the Magic Key. So those three are in process right now. Now, I'm sure, I I love to write, so I'm sure there will be others. Always, always something. I, 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 you know, when you have up in the 20s, uh, the books that you've written, uh, to me, that's monumental. I've got one. I'm working on the second one now. <laughs> I'm uh, 22 working on the next three, so I'll have 25 Five, when these are right. done. But uh, my, re- my daughter yesterday told me that I needed to write a book on grandmother's love, and that's that's oh, not a, that sounded pretty nice. cool to me. So. Absolutely. I, I read somewhere that one of uh, the top three things that an <laughs> entrepreneur has to have to be successful is the ability to provide structured written words. Well, I would not disagree with that. It's certainly, I'm not so sure it's structured words, but communication. You have to learn how to communicate appropriately um, and how to crystallize your message is something that I teach. I teach people how to speak, um, understanding that only 7% of your communication is the words, are the words that you say. 93% is how you say it. The, you know, some pe- some people it, yeah. are not good radio hosts because <laughs> they don't. You know, they talk like this, or they're very slow, and they have lots of dead space. So, you know, uh, it's how you speak, the the expressions that you use, how to make emphasize points. Of course, you've heard of NLP, those kinds of things. But it's very important for people to understand how to communicate what they do, because today – Shorter than ever, do you have seven seconds to make a first impression? Yep. And so it is very important if you want to be successful to be able to express who no, you are. What happens you if do? you have a long name and it takes you seven <laughs> seconds to say your name? There are people who already don't even want to talk to you. Just use your first name. <laughs> Hi, yes. I'm Joe. <laughs> so, how many New York Times best selling books do you have? Oh, that's probably six or seven. Okay. Yeah. That's, I'd have to that's go back. What, what's, uh, what do you have to, what, how do you become a New York bestseller? Well, that's the one that, you know, today pretty much everybody can become an Amazon bestseller. So I have to say I get a little jaundice when I when people are talking about that because it's something that you can manipulate based on having right. everybody buy the book at the same time. Um, the New York Times bestseller calculation is top secret. And so it really is you okay. have to have the, uh, people in X number of zip codes and they have to be val- mm. va- verified purchases and only certain stores qualify to be part of the New York Times bestseller list and so it's <laughs> that it's like you it's harder to manipulate I'll just say that you really right. need to have a book that truly has sold a ton of copies. You, you're bringing up something that's really funny. My wife and I were watching some episodes of Madam Secretary last night, and uh, on the show, her husband is an author, right? And uh, he r- comes running into the kitchen. He's like, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. And she's like, well, how did you do that? He's like, oh, well, I'm in this really obscure. He, he, he writes about uh, uh, religion. He's a religious scholar. And he goes, well, yeah, 77 people bought my book. It's the first time 77 people have bought any religious scholar book. So I'm now a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> so I just brought up that. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, the segment matters, too, you know, like where you're at and how much uh, uh, how, how much uh, volume is being sold in a given category or silo as well. And that's, yeah. that's why it's so easy on Amazon, because there's so many subcategories. You can be number one in, you know, as six, <laughs> six categories deep, but right. it still is number one. So it's something that you can use from a marketing tool. So it's really that's absolutely cool. right. You can always use that number one for something, yeah. you know, ups the ups the the, uh, the, the the reputation. Hey, you know what? As long as you have number one somewhere, I guess that's the good part, right? Right. right. (laughs) 
Sharon, you know what? It was great to have you on the show today. Uh, we're just about to wrap up here. Is there any last words that you would like to share with our audience? Well, first of all, thank you both for having me. It's been Absolutely. a delight, and I appreciate you working with my schedule. It's always always nice to be at home in Arizona yes. to be able to come visit with you face-to-face. So delighted that I could be here with you today. And for, the, for anybody watching or listening, it's abs- you know, you are the CEO of your own life, and if it is to be, it's up to me. That's a you know, 10-word, two-letter word sentence. If it is to be, it's up to me. And so make that choice. It is your choice. The choices where you are today is based on the choices if you, you've made before today. If you want something different in your life, you need to make different choices. And we have the choice we can be victims or we can be victors. And my goal in life is to help people become victors of their own life and, of, and for the future of their own family. And that's most pay your family first is a derivative of Napoleon Hill's message, pay yourself first, because I truly believe at the end of the day, it's our family's future that should mean the most. And remember, assets are sexy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Ryan? Yeah, guys, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio. Of course, all over social media at Radio Ryan 1 at Jeff Spinney 2. And we'll see you guys next week right here on Finding Your Frequency Radio. We'll bring back some more fantastic interviews with great people. Stay tuned. 